hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast where, and Andre, I assume you saw this, where in California they're opening up roller coasters again, but you can't scream on them. If, in right. addition to that, you weren't allowed to funk on them, we could still do that podcast on this podcast on roller coasters, because all we do is monk. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? Oh, man, I am doing so good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this episode. We're talking Mr. Monk visits a farm. Now, Yeehaw! Exactly. Now, what's your experience with farms before we get to the meat of the episode? Um, so, not very familiar with them. There was like a, this, this, um, this like a field trip that you would take in Southern California yeah. where you'd go to a place called Green Meadow Farms. And you would go and like you'd go like milk cows and like do all kinds of like farmhand shit. And I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of getting dirty, so I I can sympathize with yeah, you uh, and me both. Yeah, um, I would say I don't have a ton of. I mean, I when I was very young, when I was still living in suburban New York, we like there's a class, I think everywhere at some point there's a field trip where you go to a farm of some kind. Um, and yes, probably. we didn't do the milking of the cows and stuff because we were really young at the time. And in Florida, the thing is, it was just, we, I don't even know if we ever would have done a field trip where we went to a farm because I went to a high school of 2000, and I'd probably guess that 300 to 400 of the kids lived on farms. So, like, why would you do that? Um, so, right. knew You're a lot of kids. Taking a field trip to home. Exactly. So, knew a lot of... Now, wouldn't you would you believe it that the Venn diagram of kids who lived on farms and the kids I was friends with, not intentionally, but didn't cross up that much? Strangely. Nah. Once again, yeah. I, I, it wasn't like I wasn't friends with people because they lived on farms. Just you know, uh, not the type. All tend not to be that person I want to be associated with. Okay, Jay Christie, friend of the farmers. Oh, that's just anyway. Also, it doesn't help that I would say I was thinking about it as I was watching this episode that well, a lot of my. OCD things don't line up with monks. I would say that the reasons he doesn't like a farm are like th- those. The, his type of phobias about the outdoors and stuff are where he and I, I think, are closest. Because I really like dirt on my hands is probably like my most uh, constant thing that I can't stand OCD wise. And so I fully related to him every moment he was on that farm. But let's stop talking about the farm. Let's talk about the episode. Um, All right. We start off. We're at a farm. This guy named Harvey. He's with a pig. Um, he's petting his pig. It's a big. That's a big pig, honestly. Yeah. Um, he, you know, apparently we learned later it's you know won a bunch of ribbons and stuff. Um, there was a county fair in my county where they did this type of stuff. Uh, never went. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, they have county fairs here, and I've been to them. But it's like, yeah, it's you're at the end of the day, you're like in. Los Angeles County, so, yeah. you know, it's whatever. But they have amazing food at county fairs. Yes. I mean, I've had fair food plenty of times. I'm well aware. Um, and uh, I wonder, are you familiar with, this is tangent, are you familiar with the concept of competitive cattle judging? Uh, no, I know it's a thing, but I don't. Well, like, I just, I, I remember when it was explained to me, the idea that, because basically what it is, is, for those who don't know, is obviously cattle get judged as, like, how, what their quality is, what, like, how much muscle they have, et cetera, et cetera. And for, like, high school students, they can do competitive versions of that where there's a cattle where they already know what the specifications are. And then high school students have to then try to, like, guess what – like, not guess, but, like, judge it. And so it's like if a cattle has, like, 20% fat or something like that, that's not true. But they have to – I don't know. It's just the dumbest thing in the world to me. It's like you already know what this cattle is. Why are you why, – why are people competing to figure out what its characteristics are? Anyway, that's a little uh, fl- local flavor. 
Um, Thank you for that. You're welcome. Definitely a valuable thing to add. Um, so Harvey's talking to his pig, and then Jimmy comes along. Jimbo. Um, Your close personal friend, Jimmy my close Belmont. Person, Jimmy Belmont. Um, who, honestly, I'm say it. I could they not have renamed the a character when they cast a Hispanic actor? Not saying that like if you need to play that, but like it just kind of feels weird that like that guy's in not Jimmy Belmont. <laughs> like, just, well, like, no, maybe he's Jaime Belmonte. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he, maybe he uh, ang- anglicized his name. That's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Um, so my apologies, Jaime. Um, anyway, uh, and they're talking about something. They're not, they're vague about it, but apparently Jimmy has something that's still there that he said he'd get rid of. Now, during this scene, did you guess that it was about marijuana? Uh, actually, I thought it was something a little more insidious than that, but I guess, you know. A little, co- a little it's rather cocaine? It's rather low. Yeah, a little uh, Bolivian marching powder. I'm, I wonder if that even could grow in Northern California. I'm not really up on where cocaine can grow. Um, I mean, it grows in Colombia, so uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Colombia is on the equator, and Northern California is very not. So, um, huh. you know. Where well, there's a will, climate. there's a way. Where there's a well, yeah, will, I'm sure you could. Way. I'm sure you could grow some cocaine. I just don't know if you could do fields and fields. Anyway, um, if you grow cocaine, right into yeah, the if show. You grow, if you grow cocaine, please write into the show. Um, and uh, yeah, if if you're one of like, if you work at the farm where Coca-Cola grows cocaine and is the only company, you know, Coca-Cola is the only company that's legally allowed to import coca plants. Um, they were grandfathered in basically before it got banned. Um, Really? Yeah, because they still use the leave, not leave, they use, I forget what part of the coca plant. Um, and basically no other company is allowed to import co- uh, coca, except for Coca-Cola. Shouts to Coca-Cola. Um, I mean, shouts to them, but also not shouts to them. Fair, but also I'm not going to pretend like I didn't have a Coke Zero earlier today. I, I love that. Coke so much. I love it so much. It's, it's too good. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Jimmy tries to bribe our good friend. I think we both, Harvey's our good friend. Um, even though he's a little weird and I'm a little suspicious of the relationship he has with this pig, um, he tries to bribe him with first $10,000 and $15,000. And I'll say this. You don't need to give me nearly that much money for me to shut up about some weed you were growing. Yeah, I mean, we all at this – I mean, maybe not at that point, but we're all kind of a little lenient on growing a little reefer. Like, it's not going to do anyone any better. I mean, but even then, like – because the thing is, Harvey only was going to say something about it out of, like, a sense of justice because it's illegal. It's like – you kind of sound like a little a narc, man. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you're selling it to these kids who are getting doped up. No, it was just the matter of the principle. It's like, you see someone jaywalking, you call Sheriff Butterfield Harvey, you know? Yeah, that's true. I guess what I'm trying to say is he deserved to die. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. And so, Jimmy's like... If he's fucking that pig, probably. Honestly, he... Ugh, real David Cameron hours. Anyway... Um, oh. that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. I'm not slanting that. I, 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 that's a rumor. No, I, I understand the reference. No, I know. I know you understand what I'm just saying. Uh, don't sue me. Cause you know, he, the, the libel laws in the UK. That's definitely why they did the, what's it called? The, the Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, um, he's, Jimmy's like, give me 24 hours. I'll destroy it. And once again, as we've gone over in the show, if someone is being blackmailed and they say, okay, fine, you win. I'll do X in 24 hours. You're going to get murdered. You know? Yep, it's, uh, you know, we, we've seen it once, we'll see it many more times. And so then we cut to a dance. Um, definitely never been to a place like this. Although, once again, I've always been, I was in, I grew up in close proximity to places like this. Um, and, you know, just some, uh, some good old-fashioned line dancing. Some, uh, I'm curious, well, what do you make of this as someone who has, like, no real concept of it? 
I mean, okay. I just want to say that it just seems like the most stereotypical, uh, you know, depiction of a yeah. hoedown, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's really like that. I have no idea. But I, I think, just yes, I think, think that yes there's a little bit no. more to it. I think that there's more. I think it's a lot sloppier, I imagine. It's a lot less. Um, it's a lot less. Where And this goes, like, for example, when Monk goes later, someone's serving their lemonade. Like, no. It's it's maybe lemonade, but it's eight, six, spiked. Seven. It's spiked with moonshine. Like, And I'm not saying that as, like, a joke. Like, you know, real moonshine stuff. Like, that sounds I, amazing. It's just, it's just definitely not as tame. And it's definitely some more, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely some more, you know, carousing. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, as this dance is going on, there's a little power surge. Um, and uh, Jimmy looks suspiciously unsurprised by it. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he notices it, and, you know, he's not very shocked. Everyone else kind of has a little bit of a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it, it's very quick, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the music comes back on, and everyone goes on their merry way, except J- uh, Jimmy mentions that, mm-hmm. hey, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. You hear that biscuit going off? Yeah, sure, he says there was a gunshot. Um, yeah. And uh, so, the, you know, the sheriff and uh, her deputy, they go, they go out to, to see what's what, and they see Nadine, Harvey's uh, prize pig. pig dead in the road and well pet pig is that's a really yeah, yeah, yeah. Unf- that that's a sad thing to call his life partner you know um and so they see the pig and then they see uh harvey's truck and wouldn't you know it harvey's in the truck and is harvey shocked to find out that nadine's dead ah he's extremely shocked he's so shocked that he fucking blew his brains out that wasn't clear to me at the moment yeah by the way. I think that that's probably because they can't sh- – I the way that they yeah. cut away from it, I imagine that they probably got a note like from the network saying you can't show it any closer. Like it almost seemed like they might have had a shot where they got in closer and they had to cut it out because – what it also because that's not what it looks like when someone sticks a rifle Dude, in their mouth and blows it. I just out. thought about this. Could you imagine a rated TVMA monk? I don't think it would be that much different honestly is the thing. I think that they, the, uh... the murders would just be a little more gruesome probably, but that's about it. The murders would have been gruesome. Some of the borderline sexual assaults probably would have gone a little mm-hmm. further. Yeah. Um, because, like, Monk doesn't... There's no, there wouldn't be much swearing. Like, Steinmeier would probably occasionally say, fuck! But that's it. <laughs> which would be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's not... Which, honestly, is very out of... Monk is, is unique from well, everything I understand about OCD. Because myself and everyone else who I've ever encountered with it... And anytime I'm having... Like, whenever Monk is, like, freaking out... Nine, I, anytime I'm in a similar situation, she's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, it's, there's no, I don't yeah. know. Monk is, he's a prude. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to, normally is where we cut to Monk, you know, going about his day, right? Right after the theme song. But we don't cut right. there. We cut to your good friend, our good friend, our best friend, Randy Disher. Yeah, and he's about to bust in someone's door at a hotel room um, on, a, I guess, a tip about some drugs getting pushed yeah. or something, right? Yep. So they break in there. Don't bother to turn on the lights. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, you know, they think they're dealing with some, like, I guess, Mexican drug dealers or something. Hispanic drug dealers, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they start talking Spanish to him. And they're just like, there's a whole bunch of confusion going on. But basically, the lights come on. We got the wrong room. Yeah, it's a, an old white couple. Like, very old, though. Not, like, 60s. Like, 80s. 
Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Disher immediately knows he fucked up. And unfortunately for him, uh, the said male victim that was getting pushed up against the wall and handcuffed uh, is a, a, lo- a retired lawyer. Mm-hmm. Soon to be back in action, though. Yes. And it's important to note that the reason Randy screwed up is because he broke into room 109. But it's because the piece of paper he had was upside down and it was 601. Now, it looked more like a 109 to me, though. It did, too. I agree. Now, the thing that's that doesn't make sense about this is that you then hear the guy that they're trying to find. On the same the floor? Exactly. But if it's 601, it would be on a different floor. Like, yeah, that's... Right. You know, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a dumb mistake to point out. Anyway. That was a dumb mistake, but it was a crucial, uh, like, good, a nice touch to have, like, the older retired couple on the first floor. So I don't have yes. to go up any stairs or... Oh, absolutely. Elevators. And, you know, you never know you get stuck in an elevator, you know, and they want to be able to get out quickly. You know yeah. how that is with these checkout times. Um, that None of those things are true, but I, you just imagine an old couple saying them. Um, yes. Anyway, so Randy, uh, he's in the captain's office, and um, the captain apparently he's- been looking for him all day. Yeah, Randy, you know, correctly, I, I mean, I would probably assume the same thing, that he's in deep shit, you know? He made mm-hmm. a big mistake. Yeah. Fucked with a uh, reti- retired lawyer, and obviously he's going he's gonna, to, you know, try to do something about that. Yeah. But, you know, he comes in ready with his resignation letter, which mm-hmm. can speak to that, as I just did that today. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. it's because, yep, you just But resigned. my feeling was better. My feeling yeah, was better. you resigned from your job because you roughed up an old man. Um, it was a lot weirder because you're not a cop, but, um, no. Um, but yes. To be he, fair, to be fair, that old man was Woody Allen. In that case, honestly, you should be getting a promotion. Yeah, um, thank you. But, so, Stomar's like, no, Randy, don't. Like, everyone screws up. And, you know, in a cla- Randy, in a classic sad Randy, everyone screws up, but I am a screw up, he says. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's sad. It cuts deep. And it's one of those situations where you can't say no, because... <laughs> Yeah, and he's gone, and he mentions, like, he has, you know, he's got something going on. Now, he's free, right? Yeah, you now could I'm say free. that. You, you could say, baby, I am free. Um, yeah. Man, I, I, I wish we could have gotten a little <laughs> bit more Randy Ditcher project in this. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but he mentions that, you know, his Uncle Harvey, who killed himself, allegedly, gave mm-hmm. his farm to Randy, um, which, you know... Shouts to Randy. I, you know, I would be cool to inherit something from an uncle. Um, all of my uncles have children, so I don't think I'm going to inherit anything cool. But, uh, you know. Unless he really hates them. I don't think any of my uncles hate their children a lot. And if they did, there's also no uncle I have where I would be the first of the, the other. first choice. Yeah, especially with, like, my dad's side. When you are the family that moves away, when everyone else is still in Rockland County, New York, and you move to Florida, you kind of take yourself out of the running of being... The favorite yeah. nephew. Um, That's true. Damn. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he inherits a farm. That would. Uh, and so he's going to be a farmer. Um, yeah. Exciting. I mean, I guess, um, you know, he he's a city guy. So we'll see how that works out. Probably not well. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. But uh, yeah, let's go to the farm. Exactly. And as you know, we then see Natalie and Monk. Are, well, Natalie's bringing a big box of plants. Um, mm-hmm. That monk remarks, "Can you believe they're going to charge us twenty dollars for getting this delivered?" Um, which is uh, very funny. Um, yeah, speaks to the moment now where like you ordered like Postmates and you like end up paying like twenty dollars, no, like thirty dollars for like two combos from Taco Bell. Yeah, I, fucking 
Travesty. That ne- I never done that bad, but the thing that I remarked upon because you're Twitter, ordering for one. That's true. Um, but the thing I remarked upon is like, have you ever been on Postmates or or any of those delivery apps where um, they have like a thing where it's like get five dollars off if you get a total of like fifteen dollars, and you're at like twelve dollars, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, let me get something else. But then when you get the other thing. The amount that it costs with the extra fees and taxes ends up being more than you would have got if you just didn't get the extra thing. Yeah, more than the small cart fee or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's well, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but New Yorkers use Seamless mostly, See, uh, right? Yes, mostly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because over here it's like Postmates. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. That's why I said Postmates. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know how to. I, I believe me. I'm 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 not oblivious to the ways that. Uh, anytime I'm in a situation that's unique, I always try to accommodate whatever most people would understand uh, but yes Thank also you. uber eats is, is encroaching now um which is a much better uh interface and stuff like that seamless kind of is annoying anyway okay um so uh randy calls monk and natalie and randy's but you can tell he's been on the farm for a little bit he's got a little stubble um yeah it's been roughing he's, it he's calling because he's suspicious what is he suspicious about uh, he's suspicious that maybe his uncle didn't kill himself. Maybe someone had it out for him. Exactly. I don't know if he, uh, raises chickens, but he thinks it might have been foul play. Mmm. Nice. And so, Randy wants Monk to come up and look around just to see if he's got any clues, you know? And At Monk, the farm. Yeah, and Monk has one major objection, which is... That it's a farm. Exactly. Um, yeah, that for one, and then two, Natalie actually can't make it out there, so he's got no ride, to which Disher throws out the, the life raft of there being a bus that takes you to the farm. Mm-hmm. And that's when Monk is like, wait, you want me to take a bus mm-hmm. to a farm? Like, that's literally the two worst things ever. Yeah, I, like, I know people in my life who wouldn't, like, for example, my mother who does not have OCD, and is not phobic and does not have major trauma. If you told her that she, the amount of things that she would get on a Greyhound bus by herself to do is incredibly small. So shouts to Monk for even doing this. Um, right, and he ends up handling it well. They don't make a big deal out of it. That's well, I mean, I, like I don't think he handles it well. I think that the episode is good for not showing it. I think it would have been kind of annoying uh, and like unnecessary because basically, because he gets off the bus, one they showed that the bus is going to Eugene, so you know he's in northern, northern, northern California. Um, right. In fictional Chambers County. Um, and uh, the bus driver asks... I mean, he asks the bus driver... Uh, well, basically, he, he keeps his luggage on him, his person when he's on the bus. Which, like, I would be so pissed off if I was on a Greyhound and someone did that. Yeah, that's annoying as hell. But also, like, um, I guess he came prepared. He came prepared to stay for the long haul because he had two luggages with him. I mean, he always comes... That, that's his whole thing, though. That he's always prepared. He's got remember, yeah, remember, when he, right. remember when he stayed uh, over uh, his date's house and Mr. Monk and the other woman where he like brought like his own sheets and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he he fucked up for uh, Mr. Monk goes to Mexico, right? The no, everything out? got stolen. He he brought oh, eight yeah. suitcases and got stolen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he asked the bus driver, "Is this where I pick get the bus back?" And the bus driver says, "No," and speeds away, which is how you know that he wasn't good on the bus. Yeah, I mean. He's still there, though. Yeah. And so, my first thought here is, Randy, if you're going to ask someone to take a bus, you fucking pick him up. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. 
And I just want to point out, by the way, that lighter scent you heard, that was, and this is not me being facetious, that was Andre lighting a candle. Just because the yeah, subject yeah, matter yeah. for later on, you know. Um, Thank if you. It, if it wasn't a candle, I would have just ignored it. Um, yes. And so he Monk's walking down the street, and he sees Oates, who is played by the wonderful character actor, the late James Gammon. Are you familiar with his work? Yeah, I mean, he looked and sounded familiar, but I just don't. He's most famous for being the manager in Major League. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yes. Now, I just, having heard some anecdotes from, like, Charlie Sheen and others from the set of Major League, I was going to say, James Gammon seemed like one of the greatest people alive. Um, the type of guy who, like, into his 60s will be at the bar until, like, 4 in the morning and then show up at work at 7 a.m., you know. Just, oh, he's one of those guys? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, what, you can't tell by his face and everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, so shouts to him. Shouts to everyone like that. I, you know, they don't make him like that anymore. Um, but, yeah, he plays Oates. Um, he's also got one of the great voices in movies. I mean, that's just, you know, I just love it. Anyway. Uh, Very gravelly. Yes. And some monks avoiding some cow pies. Um, and uh, then we see Randy. He's asleep. And um, some people listen to music when they sleep. I don't know if you do. I don't. I listen to a. I don't listen to anything. I have to have like a fan sound on. But uh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used. I grew up. My parents. We always had air purifiers that were really noisy. Since I like when I was like three on, and then when I stopped having that, I then needed either need like a really loud fan or if it's not hot a fan app uh, on my phone i need like i need something to focus on because my brain goes wild listening to all tiny different sounds if i don't yeah i don't know no wonder you don't travel what do you mean i i it's on my phone it's an app i can well like before that's true but also even then like i'm not that i'll say this i'm not i'm not compulsive about that like i could i can sleep without it i just prefer to uh anyway um <laughs> I, don't, I also think is I sleep really well too, so that's not even like. Uh, anyway. How many hours do you sleep a night? Um, I probably sleep seven, eight hours a night. I'm like, I'm like right in like seven and a half to eight hours. I'm like, it in depends. My fucking I mean, prime. The thing is, it depends. If I a lot of times I won't sleep that long, but that's more because I'm doing something that I don't feel like going to sleep. I'll, whenever I try to go to sleep, I go to sleep. Like I actually, I never really have trouble going to sleep. Oh, I have horrible, like, I yeah. can't sleep before a certain time. So anyway, Randy doesn't listen to a fan. He doesn't listen to music. He listens to affirmations uh, on, like, cassette or CD. Yeah, yeah, He listens to, like, motivational tapes while he's sleeping. Um, you know, uh, maybe I'll try that sometime. Why not? Um, and, you know, Oates wakes, wakes him up because he sees that Monk was coming up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's here to let him know that Monk's there. And judging from the conversation, basically we learned that Disher is just not meant for this life. Maybe he did like growing up, like occasionally doing some farm shit, but living the farm life—it's very a lot different. like living. It's like living the salt life. It's a very, very specific um, kind of person that is built for that. No, I'll tell you this: I grew up around. I said four hundred of the kids I went to school with grew up on farms. Maybe one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. No, nah, honestly, but one thousand eight hundred live the salt life. Yes. No, salt for sure. life. I just. I mean, I, I mean, wanted I've, to use salt life. I've mostly. been. I've been salt life adjacent. I mean, I've been on my fair share of boats. I own a pair of Crocs back home. I mean, I've been. You know, I own a pair of Crocs too. I'm Crocs wearing them honestly, right now. Crocs are honestly the thing they don't tell you about Crocs if you don't grow up in like a beach or water. Like they are so good for either the beach or being on a boat. 
Like, it's just like you can, cause you can wear them anywhere. Like, if you go on a boat and you stop on, like, an island or something where you want to, like, walk, you don't have to worry about them falling off. I mean, Crocs are great. Um, Mario Batali kind of ruined them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Randy is then, he's unloading some hay. And yeah. uh, he says the line, I own a farm, a lot like Matt Damon says, we bought a zoo. I just noted that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that's a movie I haven't seen, but I know that Matt Damon buys a zoo in it. No, I know too, and it's incredibly meme-worthy. Uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that's when he starts telling Monk about how he liked growing up, like and coming to visit his uncle Harvey, and um, and then Oates shows up, and apparently he's the farmhand on that mm-hmm. farm, correct? Yeah. Correct. Uh, and he starts coming down on Rand- coming down hard on Randy, and he did earlier too. He mentions that like he doesn't wake up at five in the morning, like most. Wait, he said it's closer do. to lunch. Which I can relate to. Right. Because if I don't have to do... If I don't have any plans, I will wake up after noon. It's just... I could go to bed at 10 p.m. and I'm going to wake up at 1. It's just, you know... It's not healthy. Yeah. Um, but... So, you could just basically... Yeah, Oates is pissed at Randy. And Randy's like, okay, before you, you know, walk away, tell Monk what you're telling me. And to be honest, this piece of evidence is really flimsy. All Oates has to say is basically that, in my experience, I knew him really well. I knew Harvey for 20 years. He wouldn't kill himself. Um, yeah, very simple. Which, like, I get that he means that, but that's also not... Unfortunately, the reality is m- most people who commit suicide have someone in their life who would say, I didn't think they'd ever kill themselves, you know? So it's kind of yeah. not evidence. Correct. Um, and so, yeah, he just mentions the, about how he was just a weird guy, and like, but that ultimately, yeah, he didn't believe that it was suicide. Mm-hmm. And so right after that, they go over to check out the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently, everyone in the Monk universe just lets you keep crime scenes as long as you want. I mean, I don't know how things go in Chambers County. Honestly, like, things might be lawless. Who knows? Sure. I mean, clearly the sheriff is more concerned with uh, getting ass than she is, um, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I was going to try to think of a more delicate way to say it, but, like, she's not delicate about it at all. Um, no. Uh, and so, the police's theory basically is that he was driving, he accidentally hit Nadine, realized what he did, and then killed himself. And that's why I really don't think it's inappropriate to make jokes about him being in a sexual relationship with the pig. Because if that was what people thought, if people thought that that was a plausible thing that he'd kill himself just because he killed this pig, I mean... Mr. Mo- uh, Mr. Monk visits the pig fucker. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. It's like he can. He says that line from Deliverance, but it's not like a pig, you know? It just is a pig. Um, uh... Anyway, uh, so this is just honestly a bad episode. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a rough one. Uh, but uh, they can't help me winners. Um, and so <laughs> Randy has a big, and I think this is actually Randy being smart, his big hole in the case is why did he use the rifle, you know? Yeah, because he had a, a handgun on him. He had the biscuit underneath the seat, which that's like real. That's real. Re- that's real shit. Like that's how you know he's about it. Right, yeah, that that's true, but also like maybe he just wanted like if we're going with the suicide plausibility, maybe he just wanted to make sure it was a seamless transition. I'm actually not 100 percent sure, but I believe I believe that it's probably I think you actually are more likely to survive it if you put it in your mouth and then on the side. There's a morbid conversation, but I'm pretty sure you are based on what you hit. Yes, um, I think you're right. So not that he would know that, you know, he hasn't seemed like he was up on his book learning, but um Wow. Uh, what you think? Uh, you know that's true. I'm sorry, Harvey. He could have been. He yeah. could have had an ag in masters in agriculture. That's honestly really rude. What I just did. Um, yes. And so, but we mentioned that he was arguing with Jimmy Belmont 
Um, and uh, Monk is like, oh, yeah, maybe Jimmy Belmont, like, you know, drug Nadine or something. Did Can we get Nadine tested? No, unfortunately, Nadine was for dinner that, that next – whatever the next day was. Um, yeah, they ate Nadine. So then Disher starts getting upset because he realizes that he ate a crucial piece of evidence, which now, what I, I could they have learned? Him. I can't bl- – well, they, if he was drugged. But I can't blame him. Have, oh, you ever yeah. had, have you ever been to like a hog roast, like a fresh hog? No, but what oh. would have happened if like if they had – wouldn't they have been drugged in turn, or would they? The doses have been no. Gone? I think it would have been probably broken down, and also it, I don't think that it would have gotten in the meat. I I, I don't think it would have been. Um, but yeah, man, oh, that was a you know when I a few months after I first moved down to Florida, we went to a, a hog roast at our friends. Man, you can't beat it. You, you, you can't. That's use... a thing that people do in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are tons of wild boars in Florida. Um, not as many as Arkansas, where there's that feral pigs. Remember that tweet. The yes, 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 of course. But that, I mean, there were wild boars where I grew up in Florida, where there would be times where my dad was walking my dog late at night and he had to take her back inside because you could hear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today I learned. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I think I should told you the fact that there are three times as many cows in Florida as there are alligators. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's not because there's not that many alligators. Um, and so <laughs> Sheriff Butterfield rolls up and it's once again Brooke Adams, the wife of Tony Shalhoub. I don't know if you noticed that. Tony Shalhoub, okay, wow. It's her okay. third appearance. Yeah, I, I remember her on the plane. I don't remember her on the second. She, in the other one, was in Mr. Monk and the Kid. She plays the mother of the guy who gets kidnapped with the... Um, the oh, yeah, 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 okay, got it. And she gives Monk so, the case file. Yeah. And she's immediately making eyes at him. Like, he's, he, yeah. might as well be a, he might as well be a tenderloin from that hog roast, the way she's eating him up. Correct. Yeah, and then she mentions that he can hold on to that case file for a while, but maybe she can bring it later that night to the hoedown that just so happens to be happening that same night as well. Yes. Um, it's the dance. I believe a hoedown is just a specific part of it, um, but I'm not 100% Okay. All right, um, all right. We can just call it, honestly, let's just call it the boot scoot and boogie. Um, let's call it the Sadie Hawkins dance. That's not at all what it is. It's, I'm going to call it the boot yeah, scoot and boogie. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Assuming that it's at the edge of town. Hey, boot and scoot and boogie is a famous country song. I, I don't know if it's famous enough but um anyway uh and the couple the piece of evidence that the sheriff gives of why she thinks it was a suicide was one they arrived like five minutes after the gunshot so you know there wouldn't have been that much time to cover it up and two there were no fingerprint i mean no footprints in the mud and that is a good clue honestly i really don't blame them for saying it was a suicide yeah it's i mean I don't know how Chamber County handles their stuff, but yeah, I mean, it seems like a very open and shut case. Yeah, and also the thing you always keep in mind with cases like this is that I want to say that suicide is like three times more common than murder. So if it's one or the other, it's probably suicide. Um, yes. Yeah. So then uh, Sheriff Butterfield winks at Monk, um, and he's made very uncomfortable by that. Uh, but after he goes away, Monk points out that the guy who heard the gunshot, and we already know this, was Jimmy. Yeah, it was Jimmy. And um, judging by all the stuff that would have happened, like, you know, it's very difficult to, to, to believe that somebody would have heard a gunshot through all that ruckus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so Monk decides that they're going to test it, but Randy is going to shoot his gun, the, the rifle, while Monk is at the dance. And so Monk right. shows up at the dance, and sure enough, he's wearing exactly the same clothes, which honestly, he doesn't look that, that, that out of place. Um, no, not at all. I think he fits quite, quite well in. And so he's offered some lemonade, 
Um, and he turns it down. Uh, she turns it down upon learning that she made it herself. Yeah. Once again, that would definitely be spiked with moonshine if it was a real uh, boots goon boogie. Um, Mr. Monk gets drunk too. Electric Mr. Boogaloo. Oh, man. It doesn't suck how Boogaloo was co-opted by uh, yes. Domestic Terrorists. Wait, what? <sighs> oh, you don't know about that? Boogaloo was like, that's like the, you know the domestic, like the alt-right thing where it's like um, wearing the Hawaiian shirts and stuff like that? And uh, basically, it was like I think it was like Civil War II electric boogaloo is where it comes from. And like, remember oh, that God. like attack in like Napa a while ago where like the police were killed? That was someone yeah. who considered themselves a boogaloo boy. So yeah, boogaloo has been uh, co-opted by right oh, far right domestic terrorists. It ha- honestly, it sucks. Like, anyway. I'm very upset. I'm not happy about it either. Um, so the sheriff is quote unquote undercover in that she's dressed for a dance, and. We learned that it's Monk's first square dance. Surprise, surprise. Now, have you ever done a square dance? Definitely not. No, neither have I. Um, and I'll say this. Monk catches on very quickly. Yeah, no, he's a great dancer. Um, i honestly impressed. Uh, he did a lot better than I would have done. I think the thing is, I think square dancing is the easiest dance for him to do because it's all about observing what other people are doing. You know, because you don't oh, have to do okay. whatever else is doing. You know, no, I'm not saying uh, his feet, he's nimble on more nimble on his feet than I would think. But I, I do like if you actually watch it, because I was trying to figure out what he like how he was so good at it. He's very clearly looking at everyone else the whole time. Like he's not looking at who he's talking. You know, um, Captain Cool. He's yeah, he's Captain Cool. Um, yeah. And so Monk says he can't dance because he's married. And I really love the line of I have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, I'm sorry for your loss. But on the other. We can dance or whatever, which is funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she takes him down on the, sure enough, on the dance floor. And, you know, they start switching mm-hmm. partners, start discussing the particulars. And, you know, uh, Monk's starting to, like, question her about our your good personal friend, Jimmy Belmont. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she starts to notice that it is a little curious that he would have heard that. And what else did she mention? That what Jimmy else? never comes to these dances. Those, that, this was the first Correct. one he's forever. Yeah, apparently we find out later it's the first dance he's been to in about 10 years. Um, I'm honestly surprised that he's been a farmer for 10 years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, he looks pretty young, you know, he looks good. Um, yeah. Definitely, honestly, a major mid-2000s goatee on Jimmy Be- uh, Jimmy Belmont. Um, Very Jimmy Smiths of him. I, I was going to say, I was thinking it because I didn't want to pigeonhole him with just as another Hispanic actor, but I was like, Jimmy Belmont wants to be Jimmy. His, his whole vibe is Jimmy Smiths. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, uh, so... It's fun. Monk's looking at his watch, and it's time for Randy to shoot his gun. And Randy tries to shoot the gun, and uh... <sighs> he forgot to load the damn rifle. So, you know, he doesn't have any ammo on him, so he decides the next best thing just yell bang for mm-hmm. 20 minutes until someone yeah. can hear it. Yeah, and then we cut to him being mad at himself. Like, I can't believe I didn't load the gun. I'm honestly surprised he didn't do like a Mike Breen burn! Bang! Bang! Um, yeah. Uh, Randy's very upset. Understandably. Honestly. Um, he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. He's been fucking up, man. This is, like, not the good episode for him. Well, so it, is it? Yeah, exactly. But, and then, so... Well... Yeah. yeah who knows? Um, and so... Randy basically is, like, you know, when... After Randy learns about the clues about Jimmy, he's like, Mom, you have to help me out. Um... And he adds that Belmont is looking for a new farmhand. And then he has a very dark moment where he looks at his family photos and he remarks something that I, I, it just, it, tick, it took me, it caught me by surprise at how glo- gloomy it is. 
Wait, what did he? I don't remember. What did Where he, he looks at his photos and he says, "Wow, look at all these, like basically all these screw ups." Well, thankfully, oh. I'm not having kids. It ends with me. Which yeesh. Yeah. Okay, I did hear that, and I I do remember that. But for whatever reason, I don't remember that it was happening in the scene. But yeah, light yes. up. Woof. <laughs> um, and so then Monk shows up. Speak his Spanish. Now <laughs> I need your take. How is Monk Spanish in this first scene? At first, it's pretty good. Like, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'd be able to make this work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later on, not so much. Yeah, it feels like he memorized a phrase. Um, but what, yes. what about his outfit? What, how do you feel about his outfit with the overalls? Uh, I mean, I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, I feel like we've seen him in similar... He reminded me of Dale Cooper in uh, Twin Peaks when he gets his uh, license... Or when he gets his FBI thing suspended, mm. briefly. And so then Monk gets introduced to the other farmhands, who obviously all speak Spanish and are not... Uh, pretending to be Spanish. Um, right. It is worth noting that it does help that Monk is, you know, uh, that Tony Shalhoub's Lebanese, so he can pull off, like, believably. I don't know if he's believable to be Spanish, but you wouldn't you wouldn't question it. If he I wouldn't speaking, question it. I wouldn't yeah, question it. Yeah, if he starts it. speaking Spanish at you, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, and uh, then we get him in the chicken coop, and he's having a hard time because uh, he, he can't, he can't, he's feeding the chickens wrong. Yeah, you know, he desperately wants to fly the coop, but, you know, he's got to keep the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just needed to do it. Um, he, uh, you know, he's having a hard time because he's feeding them 100 pellets each, which mm-hmm. seems like a lot. I mean, I don't know it if it's like a handful It definitely of it is, is too much. Close. Okay. Now, do you know why chicken coops only have two doors? So wolves can't get in? No, because if they had four doors, they'd be a chicken sedan. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Woo! Not wow, my joke, nice. but I love that joke. I like uh, that. And so Monk is there's, he's with Javier, who doesn't speak English, and he, Monk's trying to ask him about uh, Belmont, and um, he's not making any headway. Uh, and so he basically ends up getting like shoot out and told to work with the sheep because he's just so bad at feeding the chickens. Yeah, and uh, while while he's yeah. on his way there, we get like our first like big clue about what this could possibly yes. entail. Um, Monk basically overhears two other workers uh, talking, basically going over some inventory. And mm-hmm. apparently four bags of... Do they say what it is? No, right four here? blocks of salt are missing. Yeah, four blocks of salt are missing. Um, so, like, the guy asks where the other four are. He doesn't know. And that gets Monk thinking. Mm-hmm. Something has to do with this this salt. Exactly. And so the Monk is has another responsibility. I forget. He's like the horses he has to deal with. I don't really remember. Something. I, yeah. I don't remember. And, but he's told in Spanish, and even I could pick up on this, and I think that they wrote it in such a way, where basically, don't go past the trees, but past the trees is prohibited. Um, yeah, prohibido. That's the only way you say it. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Prohibido. Um, what we basically call a cognate. Um, I remember Spanish class okay good uh, yeah I mean, I mean by that i mean i don't i last took spanish in uh sophomore year of high school and i think i told you this where my spanish teacher in middle school was a british woman and my spanish teacher in high school was a jamaican woman yeah 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 love it shouts to mr sheets uh shouts to miss schaefer and miss mason um, wait hold on, hold on hold on we can take this off is mr sheets the name of the guy or no mr sheets there's no mr sheets i didn't say mr. okay sheets. I thought that was the bad guy. Oh, who's Mr. Sheets? That's not a real person. I thought that was his last name. No, 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 no. no. I forgot because remember last time I was trying to. Of remember course, I'm not going to say what it is again. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to cut. I'm not going to cut it out because real heads know what we're talking about. Mr. Schaefer. No, Mr. Sh- Mrs. Schaefer was my Spanish teacher in middle school. Damn. You're just regurgitating things I've said before. Um, okay. Okay. All so, right. uh, Monk is he goes past the trees and he sees a fence 
And he's trying to see what's past there. And wouldn't you know it, Belmont shows up with a shotgun over his shoulder, which is the last thing you want to see when you're snooping. Correct. Uh, especially when you're snooping around what you suspect to be a drug operation. And what's back there? Uh, you can use any of Monk's terms you like. Uh, my personal favorites were the old Alibaba, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Giggles, mm-hmm. Devil's Parsley is a variation on Devil's Lettuce. That's how we've always called it. And uh, Side Salad. That's my favorite. Devil's Parsley was the one that I remembered the most coming out of the episode. Just because I know it's Devil's Lettuce and it's called the Devil's Parsley is, is just weird in a very specific way. But basically, yeah. Monk's like, I bet you got four to five acres of marijuana back there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, that's going to be nice to live in such an open country. You could just grow four to five acres of weed and no one know. Like, geez. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to the dispensaries and not to the, towards the illegal drug trade. I mean, have you ever seen that one? I, I, mean, I assume it's happened multiple times where I definitely saw where as a person, like, had hedges in their front yard. They trimmed them very, like, carefully, so they just looked like hedges, but uh, they were growing marijuana plants just in plain sight for, like, two years. <laughs> That's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, or there, I remember there was a great photo where it was um, in the Netherlands where uh, – the police found a grow house in an apartment complex because every time it snowed, one apartment would not have snow on the roof because because of, of all the, the heat from the lamps. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, honestly, that's a bad. That's a bad. That's a bad break. The, yeah. the, you know, you're down bad if that happens to you. Anyway, uh, and so <laughs> it's clear that the only reason Belmont isn't going to murder Monk is because uh, if he does, then he'll get arrested because Disher knows he's there. But, uh, yeah. Correct. He basically threatens him, and he's like, you know, leave. Yeah, he tells him, he he knows that he doesn't speak Spanish, he's like, you need to go. Exactly. And so, then we cut to the night, and Monk is spying on Belmont, and Belmont is going to burn his weed, and I don't mean in that he's gonna smoke it. Yeah, he goes, he shows up with some gasoline cans, you know, goes through the fence, lights it up, and, you know, uh, takes off. Monk yeah. goes into the field after that, and... Starts to panic because what I thought right now was just going to be Mr. Monk gets high. Like, I yeah. thought that was definitely going to be it. Um, yeah. And so he, he discovers by the smell of the smoke that it's definitely weed that he's burning and cut back to the cut back to the farmhouse. Yep. And so, you know, you've partaken in marijuana many a time. You know, you live in California. It's legal. Um, yeah. Have you ever reacted to marijuana the way that Monk reacts to marijuana? <laughs> Not off strictly marijuana. If, like, you mix it with, like, drinking a lot, then maybe, yeah. You look cross-faded. Um, oh, yeah. That's bad. Yeah, you don't want to get cross-faded. That's the, uh, that's the, the message here. Um, yes. And so Monk has handcuffed himself to, it looks like a tractor or some kind, of some kind. Well, Oates refers to it as a grain drill. So sure. we'll just go with I, that. We don't know farm equipment. Um, yeah. Sue us. Uh, and he is convinced it's going to kick in, which is always funny because if it's going to kick in, it's kicked in. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and that's the thing about, like, um, you know, drugs in any capacity for the most part or the stuff that I've done. Um, if you go into it with the mindset that you're going to freak out, you're going to freak out. Yeah. So. But which is honestly, high. which is why I have never partaken in marijuana because I am uh, an anxious wreck at all times. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I was gonna try to think. I was there's a couple anecdotes I thought about telling about me being an anxious wreck, but it's honestly not worth it. They come off as sad, sad, and not f- sad, funny. Um, so, a um, 
he is like he, he can't tolerate it. His metabolism, and he basically does, he does the werewolf thing of don't uh, don't unlock me, like keep me chained up all night, you know. Uh, right. I but Oats I was, already. Yeah. Uh, what? Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know why I associate that with werewolves, but you know that's what I'm. Right. Yeah. Same. But yeah, Oats. Uh, you know, tells him like, "Hey, I've uh, I've experienced a little bit of this, and you are not high, my friend." It doesn't stop him from like starting to river dance mm-hmm. and being afraid of the munchies. Which why would you ever be afraid of the munchies? It just means you're gonna eat a bunch of food. That's mm-hmm. probably good. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if there's a checkers rallies in that vicinity, but you definitely can oh, get something. God, I miss rallies so much. Man, I, I I think I told I told you before. Man, getting checked—that's what we call it when we get we get really drunk. And there's the one like two blocks away. You know, we get walk over, get checked. Is um, it still there? Uh, not where I I mean, not where I live now. Where I lived in uh, Manhattan. I think it actually I think I looked it up on the pot. I think it closed. It was on First Avenue and Thirteenth Street. I mean, I was, I was hoping crazy. to get checked. I was it hoping was, to get checked next month. It was crazy that there even was a checkers in the East Village. Like that's so bizarre. Culturally, that is it makes bizarre. no sense. Um, yeah. and it was almost always empty. Um, and yeah, like, and also if I was going to get a fry lover burger, which is of course a burger with fries on it, why did I also get fries too? That's none of your business. You know, <laughs> that's between me and my God. Um, so anyway, Monk gets sprayed with uh, a sprinkler and he immediately stops being high. Now I understand that putting water in yourself might make you a little less high, but I don't think he'd snap out of it that quickly. No, definitely not. I mean, but, like, at this point, I think he just knows. Yeah, he's not high. Um, And uh, it's a clue. He gets a little uh, light bulb moment. Yeah, you know, God bless him, because I certainly would not have gotten that from that. Yep. Uh, I mean, also, I think it's just because you and I don't really know the properties of salt blocks, if I'm being honest. I don't know if I I can speak for you there. Didn't uh, even know they made salt blocks, so. I don't know if I did before this episode. Probably not. But, um, you know, anyway. uh, So... We then cut to inside, and from Oates is basically like you solved the case, but we don't know how we solved the case. Um, and so they, they have a little idea, though. Monk's not going to do the here's what happened, normal shit, normal style. No, because Oates suggests that, you know, Randy, as we said earlier, has been down real bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Oates thinks that Randy solving the case just might, you know, get his mojo back. Because he's not a farmer, basically, and that he needs to, you know, get back in his groove. So well, how does Monk handle how how can monk convince randy that he's the one solving the case um yeah he's gonna he's gonna get his uh tim rob uh, is it tim robbins no not tim robbins uh tim robbins uh is tony the, robbins, tony he's, robbins gonna his, he's gonna get his tony robbins on and motivate motivate tony, tony to robbins on and make randy see fat people as skinny and skinny people. okay i knew it was going to shallow hell for I'm sure i'm sorry i know i've mentioned it before i've seen that movie multiple times it's not good but uh, it is. I haven't seen it in forever, but I liked it. It's. When I saw it's. It. I'll say this. I say it's not good because we're in public. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's, is it good as a movie? No. Are the gags in it? Like, is the kayak gag one of the funniest things in movie history? Absolutely. Um, you know where she's on the one end of the kayak and he's in the air. Great stuff. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah. So Randy wakes up, and of course, it, it doesn't immediately occur to him because, of course, it doesn't. Um, you know, he gets a cup of coffee. He doesn't have good cream, and it takes him, like, a minute to realize it. But suddenly he has an epiphany. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's got it. He, mm-hmm. He's got the case. Yes, and so he they call the happen. sheriff, and so they meet at the truck with Jimmy Belmont. And Randy gets to do a little here's what happened. Yeah, so apparently what he 
infers correctly is that yes jimmy was growing weed and we know that and basically harvey caught him and was going to turn him in we know that that's what i call uh, a little harvey danger i'm sorry uh yeah um all right so they get into an argument that night of the of the dance and things get out of hand and jimmy kills him with like a tire iron not good he knows he's got to make this look He's got to cover it up. So, obviously, he goes to suicide. So, he concocts his plan to drug the pig, mm-hmm. um, put it on the side of the road to make it look like um, Harvey had run it over and out of despair, or, and like careened off into that fence and out of despair from mm-hmm. seeing that he killed the pig, mm-hmm. killed himself with yeah. the rifle. Exactly. And so then what he does is that after he sets that up, oh, yes. he puts the truck on salt blocks and then when the sprinklers go on, they dissolve the salt, and the truck goes careening into the electric fence. Well done, Jimmy Belmont. Gr- honestly, great murder. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. Um, but as many killers want to do in this show, Jimmy's like, that's a good story. But it's just a story. Where's your proof? And the proof? Not in the pudding this time. No. But... Randy gets an idea, asks for an evidence bag, and, you know, goes over the fact that the car, the truck, hadn't been moved or touched mm-hmm. since the, it happened. So there must be some fingerprints. So he goes over to the keys, and it appears that his fingerprint might be on there. Yeah. Funny little, funny thing would be if it somehow came back inconclusive. And yeah, then honestly, big L. Also, the thing, too, yeah. it's, and I, I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but... From the limited understanding I have of the law from doing mock trial in high school and who was like top by actual lawyers, chain of evidence is an incredibly important thing. And so I don't know how you would establish a chain of evidence for a truck that was under a tarp for a month. Like, how do you establish that no one else touched that? Exactly. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that if they get a search warrant, they can find like the weed and stuff. Like, the that the thing that happened with the thing with Monk with a lot of the episodes is obviously since they don't go to court and they don't prove anything. A lot of it is that once you get someone arrested, your options are you have more you know uh, options of what you can do. But yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I mean, let me put it this way, and this is going so deep in my bag, and I'm so sorry, people. But you remember when Ryan Braun got his. PEDs thing overturned because a guy who did the test brought it home to his home freezer because he couldn't get it shipped at the because it was a weekend and then that caused Ryan Braun to get his PED suspension overturned despite the fact that he obviously had took PEDs if that was if that chain of evidence thing was enough to get something overturned I think a truck just sitting idle for anyone to touch for a month is probably not going to hold up in court I'm just saying. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know how things are in Chambers uh, County. Could be a kangaroo court up there, you know. Um, Could be Robert Duvall from The Judge, you know. Um, A movie Mm. I haven't seen. Um, And you know it's a bad movie because my mom watched it and she didn't like it. And that's like the lowest bar in the world. You know what I mean? You know, if your mom doesn't like a movie, holy shit. Um, Yeah. uh, But anyway. So they got him. They're arresting him. And... Sheriff Butterfield says exactly what we're all thinking. Randy, get your butt back to San Francisco. Yeah, you're not a farmer. You're a cop. You're a good cop. And it's, where it you, and it's where you belong. And then she looks at him right. and says, I don't know where you belong. And I don't think you know either, which I think is very funny. <laughs> but you belong in my bed. Yes, it's basically what she says. And then she slaps him on the ass. Um, once again, like she is fully just like, she wants the bunk, you know? Um, yeah, she wants to get monkey. Exactly. Well put. Uh, 
And then Monk's smiling because he did a good deed. And but he's like, you know, Randy, I'm just proud to know you. That's the not, might be the nicest thing Monk's ever said. No, I honestly do. I, I, I it actually touched me because I really love Randy. Obviously. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, and then we cut to Randy's getting reinstated, and it turns out Stalmeyer never even sent in his resignation. Yeah, you know, he knew that he would come to his senses. Um, not sure how much time he lapsed, but he Probably covered for like him. Month. Okay, but he covered for him by claiming that Randy had meningitis. Which, honestly, if he had meningitis, he should have stayed away. It's very contagious, and you don't want to fuck around with that. Listen, we're very sensitive to these kinds of things now. I mean, you know me. I've talked about it before. I don't know about it on this podcast. I've been sensitive to diseases since long before COVID. It's my, my I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, man, man. it's a gift and a curse. It is exactly. a gift and a curse. I actually used that phrase earlier this week, where um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter where I, because I was bored, I made templates on Google Sheets for brackets from a sixty fourteen bracket, one hundred twenty eighteen bracket, uh, two hundred fifty six oh, yeah. bracket, and now I didn't even engage that a five hundred twelve team bracket. And someone said like, "What like basically what's wrong with you?" And I said, "It's a gift and a curse," which it is. You know, I can't help myself. Yeah. Um, anyway. But Randy now he's now feels re- like energized as a cop because he has his new technique to solve cases. What's his technique? He's gonna become the sleeping detective. Exactly, because he sleeps and then he wakes up. He knows the case. He's got the answers. He's got the answers, and I can't wait for the rest of this show to play out exactly that way. Exactly. Yeah, Monk's completely useless. Randy just needs to get his snooze on, and uh, yep. And then you know he goes to sleep on Stott's couch. And Stott does a really nice thing, and he puts Randy's jacket over him like a blanket in the episode. Yeah. Yep. It's very sweet. Yeah, very nice ending. And uh, Stott was very good in this episode. Not enough of him. Hopefully what do you get, uh, uh, What do you give this episode out of 10? I give it an 8. I gave it an 8 as well, yes. I think this is obviously an episode, because I think they just filmed out of order, but they did it this way because Trailer Howard was very pregnant. They couldn't have her in the episode. Um, I'm just assuming based on the fact that she's not in the episode and when she is in the episode she's behind a box um, and uh, and Ted Levine was also pregnant yes Ted Levine was also pregnant no uh, and you know a lot of times when they do episodes like that where they have to write a major character out for that reason it kind of sucks you know like yeah, I'm not a big yeah. fan of, or I'm not a big fan of Mr. Monk Goes to Vegas where they had to write thrown out you know just yeah yeah um, but this I think it worked really well I think it's because we get Randy you know we get to see the this, all the sides of Randy. Speaking of which, make sure you listen to the Randy Disher podcast with uh, Jason Grace Stanford. I'm plugging that before our own shit because, you know, he was so kind to do our podcast. And I'd like to think that we could gave him, we, we gave him the bug, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We, we pushed him a little bit in that yeah. direction. Uh, and yeah, make sure you like, subscribe to that. But also, um, follow this show, at Strictly Monkin on Twitter. Andre, we're people follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. And rate if you subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, and more important than all that, tune in this Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk and the really, really, really dead guy. Let's really, really get monkey. Monkey.